Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, your home for cooking inspiration plus raw and honest book reviews. Episodes alternate between my two passions, maintaining a simple and efficiently run kitchen and keeping up with this year's hottest books. I hope after each episode, you take away a new idea for your kitchen or a new book recommendation. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to episode 13. And what can I say? Life is good. Last week I had mentioned that we were going to have a very quiet week at home because we are still in a very oppressive heat wave, which has definitely nixed our favorite outdoor adventures. The heat index for the entire week is registering at 115 degrees. What in the actual F, right? And as for our favorite indoor play spaces, well, our county is still surging with Delta cases and we're just going to play it safe in the privileged way that we can and just hunger down at home. And I'm really hoping by the time this episode airs, things are back to normal, both weather heat wise and the case load. Anyway, the bounce house and the ball pit have proven to be well worth the investment. And our second story is officially a toddler carnival. And it also needs to be noted that our daughter stopped napping well before her second birthday. And I always wanted to instill a quiet time in its place. But at that point, I was nursing a newborn around the clock and had absolutely zero bandwidth to introduce, let alone enforce, quiet time in its place. But gearing up for the weekend uh, and knowing that we had a week at home, like all week, I just decided to do the research I needed to do and listen to some of my favorite motherhood podcasts all about how to incorporate a quiet time into the day. And I'm actually blown away by how quickly my daughter managed to embrace it. In fact, that's what she's doing right now. As I record this, I didn't even have to prompt her to go upstairs. She knew that as soon as we put the baby down for a nap, it was quiet time for her. And it's just been great. I get a solid 60 minutes of recharge time in the middle of the day and Today, uh, we're recording the podcast yesterday. I got to deep clean the master bathroom, Um, but normally I'm able to do either a full body bar workout, a yoga session, read, write, do this podcast. It's just so great. Uh, I set her up with a few special quiet time only books, which I guess makes them a little bit more exciting. We have a tub of kinetic sand and all the other toys, dolls, books that are available to her in her room. I let her know it's her opportunity to play without having to share with her brother or that she gets to play without him bothering her. And I think she really enjoys that angle of it. Uh, And also on my last note about quiet time, I ordered a special timer that I'm really into and it helps it helps gauge how much time is left because of course the concept of time is really hard to grasp for a toddler, like let alone for an adult, right? Like what is time? Anyway, I'll definitely link it in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's just really cool. And so yeah, our, our mini self-imposed stay at home week has been just flowing so smoothly that I could like honestly cry and bonus on top of how well it's been going for whatever reason, this is the week that my daughter decided she's going to start helping me tidy up and put away toys and books back in their proper place when we reset the playroom before lunch and tidy up at the end of day before bath and bed. So like serious win of the week over here. So yeah, I'm just thrilled. And speaking of life with kids, today's episode is all about baby and toddler books we own and absolutely love, ones we've enjoyed reading to our kids over and over and over and over and over again. And you know how kids are with books. You'll be asked to read the same book anywhere from seven to 70 times in a row. So the importance of having a book that you as the reader enjoy reading out loud is arguably just 
as important as your child enjoying it. And when I find kids books that everyone loves me, my husband, both children, it feels like a huge win. So I'm sharing our tried and true favorites with you today. My husband and I are really, really proud that both of our children have a deep love for books. They are constantly read to, they constantly read to themselves, and it's been absolutely amazing watching their vocabulary and comprehension unfold before our very eyes. Reading books out loud to children stimulates their imagination and expands their understanding of the world. It helps them develop language and listening skills and prepares them to understand the written word. Anyway, none of this is is a surprise. So yes, I wanted to share our favorite books that we've been reading from birth. And on a quick note, I'm absolutely ruthless about throwing out, re-gifting, or donating their toys. I keep things very minimal in their playroom and the other play spaces around the house. If an area takes me more than two minutes to tidy up, I will do a purge of the toys that haven't been played with in a while. Um, But when it comes to books, I have no problem with neat little piles and piles of baby or toddler books in every single room of the house. Uh, With that said though, my husband and I are very picky about the books we bring in. So if we find something stupid or annoying to read or horrified by the illustrations or it triggers either one of us in any way, it gets donated. So this list is not just a list of whatever we own. It's a list of books we've curated that are tried and true and books that have positively contributed to both of our children's development. So let's get into it. And I'm just going to list them and yeah, so let's just get started. Uh, So our first is Julia Donaldson's The Gruffalo and Room on the Broom. Room on the Broom is adorable and I've started gifting that to my friends' children's as they turn two, three, four. It's a great toddler book. Of course, a no list is complete without Eric Carle's Brown Bear, Brown Bear and The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Uh, William Steig, who wrote Shrek, Yes, it was a book before Disney adapted it into the movie, Dr. DeSoto and Amos and Boris. Those, I don't know if I would recommend for like a toddler because they're actually quite long, but our children are somehow able to sit through it and they just like love it. Corduroy, Little Gorilla, Dinner at the Panda Palace, which might be one of my favorites. It's so much fun to read. The rhymes are amazing. And uh, the next section is a list of everything that we have received from Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, because I cannot record today's episode without mentioning this amazing and free resource to all parents. The Imagination Library mails your child one book per month from birth until age five. It's completely free, and we have found some of our absolute favorites through this program. It's been around for over 25 years, and we are very happy it exists. So uh, here are some of our favorites that we've received over the years. Clap Your Hands, which is like somewhat of an actionable book and it's one of Ezra's favorites. He loves to like do all the things. Um, Just Like My Brother, Road Builders, Play With Me, Corduroy's Shapes, Squeak, Where's Your Nose, Bears Sleeping, The Rabbit Listened, which I think that might be one of my favorites. It's so hard to pick a favorite children's book, right? But The Rabbit Listened, it's just such a beautiful, wonderful message for children. And it's beautifully illustrated. And it's just so great. I love it. Red House, Tree House, Little Bitty Brown Mouse. And I love the rhyme. I love the flow. I love the illustration. Great book. There's a hole in the log on the bottom of the lake, which is fun because it's kind of like a singy, like sing-along song. Uh, And then One Leaf, Two Leaves, Count With Me, which is a really fun counting book. And so those are our favorites from the Dolly Parton Library. And we're just thrilled, again, to be a part of this program. 
we only registered Naomi just because like there's no point in also registering Ezra because it's the same set of books and whatever. So we only have her registered, but we of course share. And a few other counting books that we've received over the years, Let's Count Arizona and Scotland, one, two, three. Monsters Love Underpants and Under the Sea, Search and Find are both books that we purchased impulsively at Costco. My mom spotted them and thought Naomi would like them, and she was right. They're great. Uh, we have The Gas We Pass, which is a book about farts because farts are funny and informational. Uh, and there's a page in there that that tells you that your farts can be very stinky after you eat meat and, and fish and eggs. And Naomi turned to me and said, well, uh, after you eat pancakes, your farts can smell like syrup. Um, so I just thought that was really clever of her to connect the dots in that way. Anyway. Um, so we also have a whole slew of good night books. We have good night, cowboy, good night, moon, good night, St. Louis, good night, buenas noches, good morning yoga, which has been really fun. And that was a little free library find. We also have The Good Egg, which is a book that teaches you about tantrums and what good behavior looks like and how to be good, not only to others around you, but to yourself. Um, if you give a mouse a cookie and if you give a cat a cupcake, my husband isn't a huge fan of reading those, but I adore them. So yes, they remain on our daughter's bookcase. We also have the Frog and Toad series, which are books from my child, my husband's childhood, and they're just so charming. The author Arnold Lobel also wrote Oscar Otter, which we also have, and we took it home with us when we were last visiting my husband's parents. Uh, I don't really like Oscar Otter that much, but it's, I don't know, whatever it's here. Uh, we have side by side and dad by my side, which both won a few awards. They're very sweet and all about the father child relationship. And we only own a few Dr. Seuss books. I'll explain why in a minute, but our limited Dr. Seuss collection includes Green Eggs and Ham, The Cat in the Hat, 10 Apples Up on Top, Hand Hand, Fingers Thumb, and Go Dog Go, which is one of my dad's favorites. So why all the Dr. Seuss hate? Because Dr. Seuss books are really freaking annoying to read. I refuse to read any others because they are pretty stupid and have a very annoying set of tongue twisters, creepy illustrations, but mainly it's the tongue twisters. Like I naturally trip over my words as it is. So reading a tongue twister out loud is, is basically my version of hell. Um, so we also have Richard Scarry's best word book ever, which is actually the best word book ever. Uh, we also have Richard Scarry's cars and trucks and things that go, um, and just a note on Richard Scarry's books and his illustration, I think that is definitely like a top five book for learning vocabulary. Like almost any little thing, uh, I felt like my daughter knew the name of because of the illustrations and reading them out loud to her. And just, yeah, I, I really recommend that one to anyone who is growing their child's vocabulary. Uh, there's Big Frank's Fire Truck, which was an awesome book about firefighters and the firefighter profession, like a day in the life of a firefighter. Um, I learned a lot, um, so that was really fun. And of course, for kids about around a year, like Ezra loves Lift the Flat books. Um, and so our collection of those include Dear Zoo, which a dear friend of mine gave to me when Naomi turned one, and it's like still one of my favorites. Uh, we have Where's Spot? 100 First Words, and Where's the Unicorn? 
And just a note on lift the flat books, like they really need to be constructed well. Um, almost every flap in our where's spot book has been torn off as well on our copy of a hundred first words. Uh, so not super great. Uh, although dear zoo has survived through two children and still going strong. And I really also like where's the unicorn because the flaps are made of felt and also holds up really well. Um, actually I have, I still have dear zoo in my diaper bag because it's like a great book to entertain a child. Like when you're out about. Our Sandra Boyton collection includes Doggies, Blue Hat Green Hat, A to Z, Spooky Pookie, which is like a Halloween themed book, and one of my favorites, the Going to Bed book, which is actually my lullaby when I put the kids down for bed. It's just so sweet and I love the Sandra Boyton illustrations. I just think they are like beyond charming. We have Baby Duck, which is a finger puppet book. They also have like a whole series. Like I think there's like Baby Panda, Baby Snake, Baby Fish, Baby whatever. So and you can almost find them anywhere. Uh, we have the I Love Classical Music book, which is one of those books where like the kids push like a little like touch section on each page and it plays like a different classical music uh, piece and very pleasant to listen to. And then we have most of the Raffi collection, it, which includes Baby Baby Beluga, Five Little Ducks, Down by the Bay, which is definitely Ezra's favorite. He likes to sing along to that. Uh, Shake My Sillies Out and Wheels on the Bus. And it's just really fun to sing to them and they they love it. And so, yeah, those are, those are big, big hits and like a big quarantine purchase uh, last year that I would consider like a huge win. Anyway, another book song book we love is the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Uh, this was a Target dollar section find sent to us from my grandmother, who is always on dollar section hunts. Uh, I do not have the heart to tell her that most of it ends up getting donated. Anyway, a few other um, books that we we really love. Um, Thomas the Tank Engine, A Crack in the Track. Um, although I, I find it a little annoying to read more than like three times in a row. Uh, so, but whatever, everyone else seems to enjoy it. And our two quiet time books, I just purchased I Spy for my daughter, the ones that have been around like since the 90s and that I read as a kid. And it seems to be really cool. Like there's just like a ton to look at. And The Quiet Book, which is a bunch of like buttons and snaps and zippers that that's supposed to keep a kid entertained for a long period of time. Happiness is a Warm Puppy, which is a Peanuts book, uh, you know, Charlie Brown, Snoopy and the Gang. And then we own most of the Little Owl collection, which includes Little Owl's Night, which was like a huge book uh, for Naomi when she was like a month old. We have Little Owl's Day, Little Owl's Numbers, and Little Owl's Colors. I Spy on the Farm, Bats at the Beach, which was another little free library win. And a recent favorite, Who Moved My Gooey Butter Cake, which I think I, I um, talked about a couple of episodes back, how much we love that book. And my in-laws just sent us a six-book box set of Curious George that is now like the actual favorite. Curious George is great. Um, and lastly, this isn't a book you can buy, but rather a book that you can make, and it's a family album. And I'm really trying to get my act together and print a family photo album for each year. And last year I created one for 2020. It's very colorful. So we call it the rainbow book. Um, and it's quote unquote, what I read to my toddler almost every night before bed, you know, we'll flip through it together. And she loves looking through the photos of herself and of our family and grandparents and aunts and uncles, and just like all the different cool, fun things that we did last year. And it's just really special. Um, it was recommended to me by a parenting expert 
part when I was at my absolute wits end with toddler tantrums and just certain behaviors that were starting to pop up. Um, and I would definitely recommend it. I don't really understand why it, it works and has like subsided certain behaviors, but it does. So I'm just not going to question it. Um, so yeah, it just, the book sparked something really sweet in her. And honestly, like, I don't care why or how all I know is that the rainbow books makes her really happy and I will forever print an annual family photo book. I use Mixbook. Um, it takes a really long time to like curate all of your photos and whatever, but just so worth it. Um, and I definitely had to go around every single room of the house, uh, go through my diaper bag, go through my car to create this list. But again, my children love books and I absolutely love that they do. And it's really hard to say what exactly makes a child's book great and wonderful and enjoyable. Uh, but I, I would say a lot of it has to do with the flow and the rhyme and the illustrations and just how fun it is to read um, and write. Like, what's the overall message? And it's really not a surprise that, like, when a child's book is done well, um, everyone loves it, everyone goes for it um, because there are just so many bad ones out there. And I cannot even tell you how many we've had to purge over the last two and a half years. Um, so, yeah, I'm really proud of our collection and feel like we've done a good job of incorporating books that. Um, just everyone really loves and enjoys. And if you have any recommendations, please send them my way. And I hope that this list inspired you to pick up a couple of new books for your kids. Um, so yeah, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. But before we sign off, I would love to end today's episode on with a, what did we have for dinner last night segment? So last night was supposed to be an everything must go night, but we actually didn't really have any leftovers, which was great, right? No food waste. Uh, but I did have a few pieces of uh, chicken thighs that needed to be cooked. So I decided to shop in my pantry and put together a meal based around like, what can I make and pair up with chicken thighs? And so I ended up with, um, cooked garlic, onions, diced tomatoes, white wine, thyme, Kalamata olives with the chicken thighs. And I paired it with this really couscous and it was just so good. I really enjoyed it. And I think I will definitely make it again. It was very like impulsive and, um, very unlike me to not have a meal plan for the night, but I mean, you know, life happens. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in today uh, for episode 13. Oh my God. Are we in the teens already? Wow. Crazy. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 13 of the raw and the cooked, and I will see you back here next week.